This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey everyone, how are you doing today? As mentioned in the daily financial news, we have the legend and lovely, see how I did there? I flipped it around. Anna Kelly with us, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm getting more, more legendary as we go. So <laughs> I don't know what to think about that, but I'll take it today. There, there you go. Well, I don't know if you've ever come back and watched some of our videos, but the comment that the audience truly loves you. They, they truly love, you. love what you do. Uh, you know what I wanted to do here is I'm actually having somebody add to the course, how to get started one rental at a time, which, which you have and your, your two oldest kids have. Uh, he's actually adding self-management because again, one of the things I love about all these experts I have is they bring their expertise, right? You added content around raising money, right? For example. Um, and I'm like, you know what? I don't self-manage. We should, we should add that. And I'm like, you know what? I talk to Anna every Wednesday. I know she has done some self-management. So let's, let's talk about why do you do it? When do you do it? Why not to do it? Because again, I've never done it. Sure. So, you know, management of properties, there's so many things that goes into what is right for you, right? Mm -hmm. And every asset, every investor is going to really have a different right answer, depending on where you are, what your financial goals are, how much time you have available, and how much you want to learn about the management of your properties, right? So if you want to be a totally passive investor, you love your job, you love what you do, you're just looking at real estate as an alternative to the stock market, um, alternative to currencies, and you want to start investing in things like REITs or syndications or whatnot. You buy a property or two for yourself, you want it to be passive, you better just you know, make sure that when you're buying it, you build in the fact that you're going to pay a management fee, whatever the going rate is. You build it into your purchase price. You build it into your projected cash flows, put it with a management company, set it and forget it. You'll never regret it. Mm -hmm. Hey, that rhymed, right? <laughs> um, so that's when you totally want to be passive. You have no interest in being involved in the nitty gritty or learning too much about it. You just want a certain return on your money. Mm -hmm. And the more money you have when you start out, the easier it is to do that because you've got chunks of cash you can invest to buy these properties to create a cash flow. Mm -hmm. But what happens with a lot of investors who are starting out one rental at a time, like we did, is we really had no money. We had no time, but we made time, right? But we really had no money. And so in the beginning, I could not afford to pay a painter. I had to learn to paint. Mm -hmm. If it was going to cost me $1,000 to paint my apartment and I had three days to do it, I didn't have $1,000 in my checking account to pay for the painter. Yeah. I used every penny I had to put as the down payment on my properties. And my husband and I said, we better learn <laughs> and we better learn how to be landlords because I can't afford to pay the management company 10%. Mm -hmm. We'll never learn if we're doing that because we don't know what we don't know and we won't cash flow. So, but we knew, you know, we're going to buy an older property. It's going to need some work. We're going to learn how to fix it up. We're going to raise the rents. We're going to raise the value then we'll take the equity and we'll use it to buy more. And what we figured out is when we were leveraging those properties, you know, highly leveraged, taking out the second, putting it down in the next one, oh, yeah. our cash flow went down on the existing property, but it served its purpose to give us the big chunk of cash on the next one. So we made a very cognizant decision that 
even though it could be less of a headache to give it to a management company, we wanted to go all in. We wanted to learn. We wanted to use this extra money to build up enough monthly cash flow to allow me to replace my income. Mm -hmm. And so self-management was the right option for me. Um, and it allowed us to learn a tremendous amount that we wouldn't have learned before. Oh, um, sure. So those are just two different extremes where one option is totally off the table. One could be a really good option. And then after you ask me questions, I can tell you about different models I use for different properties now. Yeah, the biggest question I just want to make sure we get out here is, is self-management, I, I, I'm going to say, but maybe you'll disagree, is certainly easier if you live within 30 minutes of where you're investing, right? If you're, yes. If you're two or three hours away or heaven forbid, states away, trying to self-manage that is probably not a great idea. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Yes. And so, you know, when we got started, we, we decided we're only going to buy local where we can get there and touch it within 20 minutes. Got so it. between our home and my husband's business and my mother-in-law that had my kids, we were crossing a triangle every day. And we said, if we can find something that's on our path, yeah. you know, to and from where we go every day, if there's an emergency, we can stop in. Um, if a tenant really needs something, we can drive by. If we want to just say, hey, are they mowing their own grass? Do things look good? We could see it and, and touch it and feel it. And that definitely played into the decision to self-manage. Um, anyone who's buying, especially if you've never done it before, and you're buying properties out of state, hiring a management company, you absolutely need to do. You'll regret it if you try to self-manage. Yeah, you got to put, and again, like you said in your your outline, is put it in the spreadsheet. Just run it with 10% or whatever the property management's yeah. charging. And yes, that makes the deal harder to cash flow, but nobody said this was easy, right? Just, just right. keep doing the work. And, then and the that's other, so important, Michael, because so many people that I see that are doing deals, they're like, I don't make anything, you know? And they're like, well, what did you think when you bought it? Yeah, like exactly. you paid you know, 210 and you only get $1,400 a month, you don't meet the 1% rule. Yeah. And so, you know, people buy just, they like the property and they think, oh, I'll make some money on it. And they don't really look at the numbers. So you have to build in management. And the other thing is you could get to a point and, and people think, well, I'm going to self-manage, so I'm not going to build it in, but you're going to get to a point where your life changes. You have a job transfer, you have health issues, your children grow up where you simply don't have the time and you've got to be able to pay a property manager at that point. So it has to be built in as an assumption day one, even if you think you're going to self-manage it. Yeah. And then you get to a point with self-management. It's, it's, it's one thing to, in my experience, right. Just owning these, it's one thing to self-manage a house where in my experience, turnover is a lot less headaches are a lot less than say a 10 unit of all one bedrooms where they're like five and five in a courtyard in the middle. Yes. The tenant, I don't know, headache is far greater when you have that many people that close together. It's an entirely different ballgame, right? And um, I could see myself self-managing a house if I had to. I would. You, you could not pay me to self-manage a 10-unit kind of all on top of each other complex. <laughs> yeah, the, the headache factor definitely goes up. You know, calls at 11 o'clock at night that somebody took my parking spot or somebody has a party and they're still making noise. And it's like, if they're making noise and it's past a noise ordinance, knock on their door nicely and tell them to turn it down. And if they don't, you call the police, but you don't call me at 11 o'clock at night because I'm not coming out there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's those kind of things that do you really want your life disrupted every time someone has a fight over trash or parking or noise or yeah. anything, you know, dog, dog barking, yeah. in, you know, it's, it's like, 
you, you just get people complaining that don't want to be adults and deal with things on their own. So yeah. it is, it, it does become all consuming. And again, sometimes I tell some of my coaching students, if the property's close, do it, do it for a little bit so that you learn. And I will help you as things come up, like, how do you deal with this so that you learn? Yeah. But at some point you're going to want to, you know, give it off to the PM. Then you kind of understand and value what they do because yeah. you've had to do it yourself. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm glad I've never had to self-manage. So I know you have different management styles today after doing this. So why don't you outline all the different self-management or, or management, I should say, all the different management sure. types you have today. Sure. So eventually with the properties that we own locally, we hired a property manager to work for us directly. Ah, so nice. we're in a smaller market and this is where market really does impact sometimes your management decision. Mm -hmm. If you're in a big city, you might have 20 property management companies that you can go to. And if one does a horrible job, you fire them and you find another one, right? If you're in a market like me in central Pennsylvania, that's fairly rural compared to a big city, right? Mm -hmm. You've got five or six small towns you know, surrounding the Capitol building and you might have, and we have three property management companies that serve, you know, a hundred mile radius. Hmm. If they don't do a good job, it's hard to find somebody that will, and that'll come out to where your properties are because every time they have a problem, they have to send someone to get on the road and drive 20 minutes to get to the property. Yeah. So the property management fees a little higher. You end up with a backlog where they can't get to you for a week and the tenants are screaming every day because it's taken a week for the PM company to do something. And it just becomes harder to do it. And so when we created the scale of having enough rental units that we could hire that out, instead of hiring a PM company, I hired a property manager to work for me directly. Mm. And the same way that I asset manage a very large property management company, I asset my asset manage my property manager who works for me. So we have a weekly touch point when she goes over issues, asks for my feedback, asks what I want to do. And it's a very similar model to what we do every week on our very large multifamily complexes where we get on the call with the regional manager and the property manager. And we say, tell us what's going on with our property every week. Mm, very cool. Now, when, when did you make that, make that shift locally? Was that after you retired or before? After, after, after. Yeah. And one of the reasons, and, and this is the other thing that I, I really um, want to drive home, just because somebody does something one way doesn't mean that's the right way for mm -hmm. you, right? For ourselves in our particular situation, my husband had a very small business. He was a chiropractor and he was open three days a week. And he actually enjoys working with his hands. He actually enjoys getting out there and mowing and being like, I've got my day, I can get out in the sunshine and go mow and check on things and trim some hedges. He enjoys that. Wow. And he had two days a week to do it. So since he really liked that side of it, I'm like, hey, if you wanna save us having to have a property manager and you're willing to go out two days a week and take care of whatever needs to work with the contractors and essentially PM it, but not be the person working on it himself, just mm -hmm. calling all the people that we need, all the trades, then if that gives you joy, and allows me to keep buying buildings, that's what we're going to do. Thumbs up. So part of that was, you know, our, our first talk about marriage. What do you do to make this work for you and your partner? He didn't want to be involved in the finances and checking account and all that. He's just like, hey, I'll go out and mow and make sure they look good. And he gets joy in seeing that he's trimmed the hedges and planted flowers. And so that was great. But at some point, our kids got, you know, older and two of them every night need a different parent to take them somewhere. Mm. So four kids and it's like, okay, four o'clock, 
we both have to be done with work and we just, we value our time too much to do it ourselves anymore. And so it wasn't until I retired and he said, okay, you know, I'm buying more and more and more and more uh, after I retired that after I retired from corporate, right? I just went all in full-time real estate. And the more I bought, it just wasn't feasible. And he finally said, yeah, let's just hire it all out and let's travel. And that's what we've done. That is awesome. Oh, Anna, this has been a great week. Thank you for all these discussions. Where can people follow you or be a part of your, uh, your mission? Sure. Great. Greaterpurposecapital.com is where I um, talk about kind of our multifamily deals and the type of properties we're trying to buy where we're really making an impact on the community. And reimom.com is my website um, for coaching, speaking events, et cetera. And then on Facebook, I'm Anna, R-E-I Mom Kelly. Very cool. Well, thanks, Anna. Have fun. And you are a legend and lovely. Thank you. I appreciate that, Michael. You got it.